Today, I'm speaking with Isaac of ProWalk Tours. ProWalk Tours is a channel that is redefining travel by giving you the best guided walking tours, drone tours, and scooter tours. Relax and enjoy a vacation right from the comfort of your own home. But before we talk with Isaac, as you probably know, the Video Creator Show is brought to you by VidChops.com, an editing service that helps take the burden of editing off your back. Check out VidChops.com to see how you can save yourself tons of time and energy while taking your YouTube channel to the next level. Isaac, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm also doing well. You know, it's a, a solid Monday morning. Things are good. I started the morning by watching your videos. They're very relaxing. So just to kind of give people an idea, if they haven't seen your videos, you walk along the streets, often of like very interesting, beautiful cities. You really give an idea of the ambience and the feeling of these places. You know, you'll do like slow pans and hear bird noises. You can see the beach. It's, I feel like a lot of tour videos or like travel videos, they try to up the pace. They try to be as pizzazzy and energetic as possible. But what you seem to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem to capture the beauty of a city and just kind of let that be the video. And your videos are anywhere from an hour to over four hours, sometimes five hours. And it, they're very atmospheric. Can you talk about like why you decided to make the videos this way? How you came to make videos like this? Uh, sure. Well, I'm not myself very pizzazzy and energetic. So I think it, it fits me all right. You know, I just try to bring beauty, history, culture, kind of into people's homes that's natural and gives the feeling of being there. So I like to film a continuous walk without any edits, except for maybe uh, if I do have an edit, the next frame starts exactly where the previous frame left off as much as possible. But I like to make it continuous so that anybody watching has a sense of the direction that they're going, where they started, where they went, where they've ended up, because a lot of travel videos are just to give you the best elements. And you don't really know where you're at. You know where this beach relates to that piazza. So in terms of trying to experience a location, it's sometimes hard to experience in, in that format. So I just try to bring something into people's homes that gives them a, a sense of what it's like to really be there. Like on your most recent video, there's like an interactive map that people could mess with. I know there's like historical facts and kind of information about the city that people could click on and look at. Like you seem to give a lot of depth to the city. It's almost like you're letting the city speak for itself. Would you say that's true? Yeah, that's true. I don't have to uh, really use my camera to capture some amazing frame of video because pretty much everything that I'm filming itself in these, you know, a lot of these European cities are, are already by themselves just, you know, works of art. So I just point the camera, capture it and add the map, add the captions. And so that anybody that's watching it feels immersed in what they're watching and feels like they're really being there. You know, if, I, if I'm in it, if they hear my voice, I think they, it's more like they're watching me as opposed to letting themselves become part of the video. And so I also use this Binara audio microphones that I wear in my ears to capture the audio in kind of a, a more natural 360 kind of a way. So if you wear, if you watch with headphones, you, you know, it really enhances the experience. So yeah, I just try to bring the experience of wherever I'm filming into somebody's home. So I noticed a lot of your videos seem to be kind of Italy, Greece, there's one in Egypt, 
it kind of seems to be within a certain area of the world. Is this just kind of a phase or are you like, is this just kind of your favorite part of the world? I moved to Italy in 2014 to Naples. And so I've been living there uh, up until just two weeks ago. And so I just moved back to the States, actually. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I've been, I was there for eight years. Yeah. So how is that going to affect the channel, you think? Are you going to do this with cities in the States? Have you filmed a bunch of videos that you have on a backlog? Like, how's that going to work? So I filmed all summer. Well, I filmed for six weeks and during the summer to get content. So I've got enough content to last me several months because at the moment I post one video per week and I might up that to two now that I have enough content and have more time. But I've been posting one video a week and I have enough content to last me several months. And I'm expecting that I should be able to travel in the fall and then late spring and avoid those high tourist seasons and still go get my content. And I know, you know, now that I've been to Europe or I lived in Europe for eight years, I'm familiar with the travel and how to get around, how to get around cheaply. And I still plan to continue. And I've got ideas for here in the States too. Plan on starting a second channel. I've got, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of ideas. I've always, and while I was in Italy, I'll just tell you this. I was a high school math teacher, which was why I moved there. I got a job teaching on a Navy base as a high school math teacher. And so this whole YouTube channel has just been a, a side hobby and second to my main job, which was teaching and you know, raising a family. And it seems like it's been quite the successful side hobby. I mean, you know, some of your higher ranking videos have over 5 million views. Like they, I mean, you have a lot of videos in the millions of views. And I think part of the reason for your success is you, you're pretty unique. Again, like you're not focusing on yourself or anybody. You're not going out of your way to make these videos pizzazzy. They are very relaxing. Uh, you are kind of bringing the feeling of a city into your own home. And at least for me, a guy who watches tons of YouTube, I don't see this very often. And then kind of the long length of the video, I feel like that's going to rack up a lot of watch time too. Was this kind of part of your YouTube strategy or is this just kind of like what you wanted to make? No, I had no YouTube strategy starting out. In fact, it was just my kind of the whole origin of it all was just my uncle asking me to film a walk of Naples so that he could watch watch it on his treadmill. And so that's how the first, you know, and I thought, well, that sounds like a great idea for a channel. So I came up with the title and, you know, got some gear and I went down to Naples and filmed a walk. And at the time I was intending it to be meant for someone on a treadmill. So I was walking really fast, you know, not turning and looking around. It didn't really work out. Oh, it did work out, I guess. That video just by itself just started getting views. And so what made my channel, or what I think is attributed to the success, is that it was the, the first walking tour channel. And now there's hundreds. And But at the time, there was a few walks on YouTube. Like people had filmed a beach walk here and a boardwalk walk there. But they weren't walking tour channels. There was just a few ind individual videos. And so just at the time, my channel was the first walking tour channel. So, and being in Italy especially in Campania, which is where the Amalfi Coast and Capri and Napoli. And so a lot of these sites where people just want a vacation, I was living there. And so I was able to film the islands and the coast and Pompeii and, and just those by themselves just generate interest, you know. So I, I, I didn't and still don't promote my channel in any way, really. I just let the videos and the content itself do that. And are you comfortable talking about how you're monetizing the channel? Like you said, this is a side business. In what ways are you able to monetize this channel? Well, I could be monetizing it in a lot more ways than I am. So it, I'm, really, I'm just using uh, YouTube ads, YouTube members, and Patreon. So for the last five years of doing the channel, I've been a high school teacher and a track coach. 
and I've got a wife and three kids. And, and so my life has been pretty busy. The channel has been second to all that. And all I've been able to do is make the videos. You know, obviously I have to travel and film and edit. So I'm a one man show. Maybe I should say that I do all everything. I have had help in the last year with uh, another person helping me write the captions and about half the videos. And so she's been doing that. But that being said, I haven't had time to do any sponsorships. I don't even have a website. A lot of people ask if they can buy my videos. I haven't had the opportunity to do that because I've been so busy teaching. You know, I had a channel for my, my math class. I was recording all my math lessons, posting those online. So I haven't had the opportunity or the time to really expand like I've wanted to. I have have all these ideas and people have asked me to do sponsorships, but I've just had to turn them down because uh, I don't haven't had any time. I have had a few times where people have licensed my content for certain events and a few times it's been used on TV or news, you know, but just seconds here and seconds there. And, you know, like uh, a nursing home had asked to use my videos and I licensed that. So, I mean, I've had a few license contracts, but they're just here and there. And uh, I haven't seeked anything out. It's just been YouTube ads, memberships, and Patreon is really my main monetization right at the moment. And, you know, I started a, a store, but, and I probably started that three years ago, put a few things on it, and I've never done anything with it since. And, and it's not that, and because I just haven't had time. Like the videos take all my time. And uh, so my brand, I guess, if you, want to call it that has just been quality videos, you know, and I figure if I can just focus on that, uh, that one thing, then, you know, that's, that's all I have time. You know, I feel like if I started working on anything else, the website, the merchandise, other brand deals and sponsorships, the quality of the videos would go down. I just wouldn't have time to put into it. So I've just focused on the videos. Yeah, fair enough. And clearly it's working for you. So is this mostly just for fun at this point? Like you said, it was a hobby. Do you have overall YouTube goals or are you just like, hey, this is an excuse to like go walk around beautiful places and I I get some amount of validation from this. It's fun. I like making videos. Like what is it that drives you? Because I mean, you you have this channel with almost 500,000 subscribers, tens of millions of views total. It begs the question, what's the purpose here? Well, part of it is I just enjoy it. You know, I enjoy the planning aspect of it. Well, most of the locations I'd gone to with my family first. So we go, we travel, we go swim at some beach or town. And then the next weekend I might go back and film it. So I always try to explore a place first. So I like traveling. I like going to new towns and exploring. And so just that aspect of it, I really enjoy. And then I go back and I film it and I enjoy that part and video editing I've always enjoyed. And so all all aspects of it, I, I enjoy. And it has just been a hobby really up until this month because I resigned from my teaching job to move back to the States. That was not a YouTube business decision. That was a family decision so that my kids could be back closer with cousins and grandparents and, and uh, family. So that was the reason for coming back. But now that I'm resigned from teaching this year, I'm just going to be full-time YouTube. And so I will be able to dedicate more time to the website and seeking sponsorships and doing more brand deals and creating a second channel and exploring all these other ideas I've had, but haven't had time to do. So it's been just for fun. And, you know, over the last maybe year and a half, it kind of became a second job because I I was really dedicated to posting a video every Saturday. And, you know, once you kind of set that goal, it's work. Yeah, you got to show up consistently, even if you don't feel like it. I feel like that is the threshold for is this a job or is it a hobby? (laughs) Yeah. And so this summer I traveled for six weeks, we moved. And then as soon as I got back, we, in fact, I just got back yesterday from a week 
vacation with my wife's family at Yellowstone. So I've had this kind of a month or month and a half kind of break, which I've never had on my channel. And, but that's fine. Already, I just posted a video yesterday and I, I think it's number two of the last 10 videos I've posted. So it's doing well. And my views have dropped a little bit. My watch time has dropped a little bit because the video before that I posted July 3rd and when, the one before that was was June 25th. And so normally I don't have these this kind of a break in my channel, but it just the uh, circumstances of traveling and moving, I had to. Now I can dedicate more time. I expect everything will rise up and, and go beyond what it was before. Right. So you've moved back to the States. You have all these ideas of how you want to work more on your YouTube channel, your website, kind of monetize things more, obviously, in a, a cool, tasteful, effective way. Can you talk a little about your second channel that you're working on? Sure. So the second channel, well, right now, like you said, most of my videos are between one hour and five hours long. And uh, the way people watch them, well, they watch it in a lot of different ways. Some people just leave it on as a... Uh, kind of like moving art on their wall. And so they just leave it on while they're in the house and it just brings the atmosphere in. Some people watch a video, you know, over five nights, you know, they get their glass of wine and they, they watch the video. And so they watch the entire five-hour video. But my average watch time is uh, about 33 minutes. And so my second channel is simply going to be sh essentially shorter videos. Like I've, I've got a Venice video I'm going to be posting up and it's, and I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it because it's seven hours long. I don't know if I want to do two, three and a half hour videos or just post the whole seven hour video. But the idea being within that seven hour video, there's tons of 10 minute sections that by themselves could be their own video of this piazza or this tower or this church or this market. And so that second channel, my plan is to just create one shorter clips that are just by themselves, their own video, a 10 minute section of Venice, not a seven hour video. And then also since my watch time is about 33 minutes, make kind of like a 30 minute version of some of these videos that people can just watch in one sitting, you know, a 30 minute version of, of Venice to the seven hour video, you know, have a, you know, Rome and a lot of these places. I mean, these cities are so big that, that, um, and I try to walk them all. Sometimes I walk, you know, over 20 miles in my videos and you know, it's a lot. And so just try to gear it towards that average watch time and shorter videos. And, you know, all my, well, nearly all my views are on TV. That's one thing that makes I think my channel, you know, slightly unique is nobody really watches them on their phone or on their laptop. It's a very small percentage. All my videos are on 4K TVs. So all my content's 4K and I make it for people to watch on TV. But on the second channel, you know, I might have more vertical videos that are mobile friendly. I'm just try to gain more. And then also that would allow, I don't have a TikTok. I don't really do much on social media. I'm not, I just, I have an Instagram and I have a Facebook, but, and I like to connect with people there. But as far as posting, I'm just not a huge fan of Instagram and Facebook and posting and making all these posts. But like I said, everything I do right now is it takes up all my time. So to create some posts that's eye catching is just basically more work than I have time for. But the second channel make more stuff that's uh, social media, mobile friendly kind of content. Sure. It's shorter. It seems like stuff you're still very interested in as well. I mean, you're literally using footage that you're putting in your main channel, but it's just shorter versions of it. I think it's a great idea. It seems like a really efficient way of going about it too. Like you're kind of taking the, not necessarily the best pieces, but some of the best pieces from these really long videos and you're just putting them up on a totally separate channel. Do you have a name for that channel? I haven't uh, got a name yet uh, or a logo or anything like that. Uh, I've got some other ideas for it, but like I said, I just moved back two weeks ago and the la this whole last week I was in Yellowstone. So 
I haven't even really unpacked yet. Sure. In fact, all our household goods that are shipping over from Italy haven't even got here. So I've got uh, about four shirts I've been wearing for since June. <laughs> so the traveling life. We moved out of our house June 1st and we've been, I basically up until, you know, for from June 1st to August 10th, I've been in a hotel. So the second channel, I don't have a name exactly, but one thing I plan on doing differently is, you know, this, when I started my first channel, I had no brand concept, you know, and since then I've realized there's these elements that you need to have to create a brand. And so when I start this second channel from scratch, I'm going to try to incorporate all those elements so that when the channel starts, you know, it has the catchphrase, it has the logo, it has, it has the words. And in fact, the, one of the things that inspired me and, you know, if you're to tell your listeners, I read a book called Primal Branding and that was, well, it was uh, inspirational in that, like I said, it tells you all the elements to incorporate all the major brands have. And so when I start this channel, I'd like to have all of those elements there from the beginning. Whereas my channel now has always been just an experiment. I'm always trying new things. You know, I don't use the same music. My intros change, my outros change. I've tried taking a five hour video and cutting up into 30 minute sections and to see how that works. And, and so my channel has been, like I said, it was the first walking tour channel. And, and I'm, I'll just, you know, it sounds, I don't know how it sounds to say, but people have just copied me. You know, they've, People it have happens, man. It happens. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah, they just copy my intros. People have copied my captions. They, you know, they they basically make everything look just like mine. And there's a lot of other successful walking tour channels out there now, for sure. But for this, like I said, for the second channel, I'll just try to incorporate those elements that make it a brand. Whereas this one has just been evolving, and 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 done well. But it's you know, it doesn't have all those elements. I don't think. Right. So, like your main channel here. It's been just you making things and kind of experimenting and figuring out what works. And then the second channel, you have the opportunity to do it all right from the beginning. And that that sounds like a blast. I can even use my old content because, you know, I've got some of these older walks that I didn't edit right. The color was off. I was using, um, well, I've used a GoPro all the way up until this summer. I just switched to a different camera and I used a GoPro 6, I think was my first camera. And I had the wide angle warp distortion view, you know, which is obviously not very pleasing to look at, but I've been using Premiere Pro to edit, but I didn't know about the lens distortion feature in Premiere where you can just take out that wide angle look. So anyway, my, my older videos can easily be updated and I can, I can post some of these new clips onto my new channel along with all my current clips. So I've got enough content to last me a long time on my old my original channel and my new channel. Yeah, I mean, you must have just tens of hours, like hundreds of hours of footage. I mean, <laughs> figure the the footage that is already on your channel is, I mean, just hundreds of hours already, plus the raw footage that didn't even make it in there. I mean, I feel like you have enough footage for like seven YouTube channels. I don't have any kind of, uh, for the most part, if anybody watched, for any of my viewers watch this, it'll be the first time they know anything about me. I don't talk about myself too much and the, Anywhere, you know, I'm, I'm just not in the channel. Almost every one of my walks I've done two or three times. Like I'll go to Amalfi and everything I've done almost twice. And you think, well, it's not most that efficient, but the lighting's off. I like the sun is too low, you know, or something was wrong with the audio or I just didn't like the route. I realized, you know, I should have walked up the hill instead of down the hill after watching it. So I go back and do it again. And living there in Italy, like right in, in Naples, I could be at the Amalfi Coast in an hour and I could be in Capri in an hour and a half. And yeah, I could go to all these places. I could be in Rome in 45 minutes. And so 
my brand, or at least my focus has always just been quality. Like what's my channel's brand has been just the quality of the videos. And, and it's evolved, you know, it's, it hasn't always been great, but, but I've always just tried to put a lot of time and effort into creating the quality content. And, you know, so if the video didn't look smooth, in fact, I'm, I'm all pretty disappointed. I filmed a video of Bologna in Italy this summer and it was the only, I used my GoPro for it. And, but my gimbal, I don't know what was going on if it wasn't balanced, which it's just a GoPro gimbal, but somehow there's all this shaky footage. No, no. On my second, I did, I did it two days. And so on my second day, I went into all these churches that were closed on the first day. So, but all that second day footage is, is shaky. Can you just use the warp stabilizer in Premiere? I've tried it. I did just try that. But anytime, you know, and the warp stabilizer obviously works if you're walking straight ahead. But as soon as you look up, which I, you know, I turn my camera, anytime you turn the camera, you get that wavy motion to it that is disorienting. And I, you know, I just won't put that on my channel. You know, if there's anything that's just kind of subpar, I just can't, won't do it. So I end up going back and rewalking almost all my videos because there's always something in it that I didn't like. And, so, but that being said, not only do I have all this content of the videos I have, I've got tons more of the walks I didn't post. Like you said, you know, it took me four tries to get my Amalfi tr bike ride video, right? I, oh, I did it on a scooter. Didn't work out. I did it on a scooter again. I didn't like it. Finally, the third time I did it on a scooter, it was okay. You know, and I, I just kept going out there, renting the scooter and I did it. It just, you think I should try to get it right the first time, but it just, it, it's difficult to sometimes, you know, like my, my videos are, I don't have time to stop necessarily like i'm trying to maintain that continuous flow that people you know they're like they're exploring the town and so my shots are not always perfect because it's they're just in the moment looking up looking over and uh and sometimes things don't work out there's a line of people something's closed you know and so that's that happens a lot something's closed or and i have to go back and do it again and in italy or in europe especially italy they've got their reposa time at midday where everything closes about one and opens up about five or maybe four thirty. So I have a short window. If I film too early, they're still putting out their displays and the and the lighting's too low, the sun's too low, and I can't have that. So I've got this window from about eleven to one thirty that I can get good footage. And if I don't get it then I've got to go back another day. Wow. So it sounds like you have to be pretty precise with like when you're filming, how you're filming. And I mean <laughs> that must be frustrating if you're partway through a shoot and then only to get blocked by a group of people and then you're like, well, I guess I have to come back tomorrow. That yeah, seems it happens like a lot. It could be difficult. Can you talk about like so I'm imagining just you walking down the street with a GoPro and a gimbal. Is that what it looks like? Do you have kind of an apparatus? Do you like wear a backpack? Is What does it look like when you're just walking around? Yeah, I should have that out. You know, like I said, up until just this summer, it's been a GoPro and a gimbal. So I just walk with a selfie stick and I've got a gimbal mounted on that. Camera's on there. And so I just walk with the camera in front of me, you know, and the selfie stick can extend if I need to look over a fence or something like that. I wear the microphones in my ears. And, but again, this summer I got a new camera and I got some new equipment. I finally found some earmuffs that go over my microphone. So it looks like I'm wearing these real big puffy winter earmuffs, but they're just, they're just the dead cats to put over my microphones, but they look ridiculous. Yeah, they look terrible. But the one thing it does is it gets people to smile. So I have a shirt that, in Italian that says smile, you're on YouTube with a YouTube logo. They see my camera, they see these big puffy uh, muffs on my ears and they, they know something. A lot of people walk, you know, I walk by and they're like, hey, we're on TV or they just see my channel and they know I'm on YouTube. So they're waving, interacting and smiling, which is what I want. And so now, but now this summer I switched to a Sony a7S 3 
and even that took a lot well still in the experimental stage like i'm watching my videos now that i filmed over the summer not exactly happy with everything but i had to buy a smaller lens because it was so heavy and it's still heavy i have a a ronin s2 gimbal and the sony a7s3 mounted on it and a kind of an extension pod and a little tripod mount at the bottom so this whole thing is rather large and and heavy and uh, i can only go about well a max two hours before I just have to stretch, sit down, take a long break because my back hurts so bad. And that's another thing. My, <laughs> walking all these miles and carrying the camera, I get pretty sore, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So now I've got this big giant camera, which gets even more attention. And with these dead cats in my ears, people think they're on TV and, but they're smiling and waving and I get a lot of interaction. And so it just adds more fun to the, to the videos. Sure. Do you ever have people that try to like stop you and you're like, oh, no, I got to keep going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now that I, you know, that in the last couple of years, uh, now that I've been wearing the shirt with my logo on it, you know, people do stop me and they're like, I'll, I'll be walking by and they're like, I know you. I watch your stuff. And they stop me and they talk to me. And that's fine because I can just back up 10 feet, start over and keep walking. And so that's always fun. I've had a few people stop me and say they don't want to be on the video and that's fine. You know, they see me walk by and they're like, wait, wait, stop. I don't want to be on the video because they see my shirt and, and you know, that's fine. I just back up again and start 10 feet back and keep going and edit them out. And I've only had one, not exactly a bad experience, but one experience where a guy was actually mad at me. You know, he, I was just walking and he started getting, you know, he was walking towards me and started getting close to me. I'm like, what's this guy doing? And he, then all of a sudden he just got up and he put his hand in front of my camera and like grabbed my camera. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, and he's like, wow. don't film me. So, yeah, it was like, oh, what's this guy's I, story? What's he trying to hide? Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of strange. I was just walking towards him and he just kept getting closer and in front of my camera until he kind of grabbed it. So that was the only experience I've had where anyone's been upset with me filming most of the time or all the rest of the time. They smile, wave, they, you know, they're kind of excited that they're going to be on YouTube and it's, I've had good experiences. Yeah, I'm glad that most people are cooperative. It makes sense. I think most people are excited when a camera is kind of looking at them. They're like, oh, my God, I'm on TV. I'm on the Internet. I'm on. Yeah. I'm famous now. Yeah, it makes more sense to me. And I do feel like it adds a, another dimension to your videos when I see people that are like waving and looking happy. And it, it kind of adds to the positive atmosphere, the vacation feeling, you know, the carefreeness of the city tour. I like it. I think it seems like you've really worked out all the details here, which makes sense. It's been five years since you started your channel. Yeah, five years. Yeah. So what does the before and after look like? This is something I always like to ask. So before you started your channel, you had a life. Now, after your channel, you obviously have a slightly different life. Well, before I had, uh, you know, I posted my first video on YouTube in 2007. It was a video of my truck. And then I posted a video of me teaching because I started teaching in 2007. So I started putting out some teaching videos. And so right away, I was already posting content on YouTube. But, I, you know, at the time and up until this channel had no concept of creating a channel that was about anything or for any other purpose of just posting some videos, either for family or for my students. And so, you know, up until, well, up until... I started the channel, I was a teacher, teacher and track coach. You know, my GoPro and stuff was just camera gadgets that I like to have and take some video of the family. And then when we moved to Italy, I created a channel that was just for our family videos that my family could watch back home of our just little trips everywhere. And so that I was just making videos for fun. And then this channel started and then it just, like I said, it kind of evolved from, and it's always been fun, but just something fun to do to a second job. And now that I've, and during that time, my main focus was always teaching, you know, I'm, I'm, 
and I love teaching. And I, like I said, I didn't resign for any other reason other than just to move back to the States and for my kids to be closer to family. But now that I have this opportunity to take a pause in that career and focus on this one, you know, I figured I should take it and uh, see where this goes. And so now I see myself not as a teacher. I see myself as a, as a YouTuber and, you know, business, businessman, you know, I'm trying to learn this, that side of business. And, you know, and I, so now my, I do want to make money. You know, I don't want to gain more subscribers, build the channel, build the brand, reach more people. And I mean, it's not about the money, but now I'm, I'm treating it as a job is well, I guess my focus and what I'm trying to say is now it's become a job. And, and so it's what I'm thinking about, what I'm trying to improve, what I'm trying to build. So yeah, so now I'm a, a YouTuber and used to be teacher. Sure. And so now that you've kind of transitioned into YouTube being your main job, do you have any, surely it feels a little different in your mind now. Do you feel like there's more pressure or do you feel more free? Like you have a chance to just straight up be creative 40 hours a week. Like how does it feel being full-time YouTube now versus it only being part-time and kind of a side thing before? Yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to be free to explore more types of videos, other channels. I had started a drone channel called Pro Flights. You know, it built some small subscriber base, but even that was too much for me to, at the time, try to do two channels at once. And so it never took off. I'm really excited now to like just focus on the channel and explore more ideas. And because one thought I've had, and I just, again, haven't had time to go that route is to hire on walkers and then hire on editors. And I become more of a manager uh, and try to find walkers, people that can film all over the world that can basically become part of the pro walks team. And, you know, that might be easy enough or they sound easy enough. But the strange thing is filming these walks takes a, well, it's more than just walking. You know, so a lot of these walking tour channels will just post a camera on their chest or they just walk and it's, they're not very pleasing to watch. You know, they're, you can tell that they're just walking. There was no plan to, I spend I spend so much time planning my route. And so maybe that's something I should mention. Before I walk, I've got the entire route mapped out, whether it's, you know, a five mile walk or a 15, 20 mile walk. I already know the entire route and have it all planned. And most of it, I've already seen every, every element already once before. I've already walked it once. And, you know, there's moments during the walk where I'll have it all planned out. And then like, well, there's you know, there's something down there I should go see. So I'll deviate from my planned course, but but the entire thing's mapped out in advance, it, which is an element I really enjoy. Like uh, if there's a town I haven't been to, I'm starting to get off track here. But one of the things I really enjoy about my channel, doing this channel, is I when I go to a town that I haven't explored, I might bring my e-bike with me, either get there in the evening and, and I'll explore the whole town on my e-bike and go down every street, go up every hill, and I explore the whole town as fast as I can. And then I'll sit down and map it all out, do a bunch of research. And, and uh, so I, anyway, I put a lot of time into just the route too. the route. It's never random. It's always planned. I try to, you know, never walk the same street twice unless it's necessary or maybe to go forwards and backwards because it looks different in both directions. But it's everything's very intentional. You know, every turn is intentional. And what goes into planning these routes? Like, I'm guessing part of it is you probably map it out in a way that you can walk continuously. As you said, there's you're not going back and forth on the same streets very much, or if you are, there's a very good reason to. Is there anything else that goes into creating these these detailed routes? Just a lot of time. Like I said, I've, a lot of these places I've been to multiple times, or I'll go to before I film, I'll just go there without the camera to explore. But generally what I do is I already, you know, I, I've gone there once before. I kind of have a route in mind, maybe because we were there with my family, and then I'll come back and open up 
20 tabs of top things to see. I'll say this. I never, and now that there's more channels, I never look at anybody else's channels. In fact, I'm not even a fan of my own work. I don't watch my own videos, but I just do, I do a lot of research on what's people want to see in the town or what's hidden kind of hidden gems and, and then i'll open up a google my maps and i'll map out the whole route and put little tags of all the places i want to see or maybe where i want to stop and sometimes i have to go and, well another thing i have to go and ask permission to film you know certain churches and and uh, places first and i can't do that while i'm filming very easily so i have to go there in advance and ask permission or maybe the night before i go into some shops and say hey, tomorrow i'm going to be coming through can i walk into your your shop and film because sometimes they have a lot of times they have you know no cameras no photos but if i ask and tell them it's for a channel then often they'll allow it but it's things like that that just take a lot of prep time to go into it not just putting on a camera and walking through a street and it's never quite that simple so my point was if i were to hire a team of walkers it might be difficult to find someone or a group of people, especially that were that dedicated to getting that perfect walk or the right walk in the right time of day, you know, and to see everything. And so I try to make sure that if there is something in that town or city that people want to see that I, that I see it. Yeah. It seems so, like yeah, there's a lot of a prep time. Yeah. There's clearly a lot of different skills that go into this. Like, as you said, it's not just walking around with a camera, all the prep time. There's the, even just talking to a shop owner and kind of being courteous and being somebody who, you know, you would want filming in your shop. That seems like an important skill, you know, to be at least somewhat charming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like when the first videos that you did, did those have less prep? Like, did this process evolve over time or were you always kind of like really mapping things out in detail? Well, I, even from the beginning, like even I think that very first Naples walk, I knew the route. I'd planned the route of where I wanted to go, you know, this fish market down that street. I don't think I had it mapped out on like the Google My Maps. I don't think I knew about that for quite a while. But but I've always mapped it out. Sometimes I draw it on a, you know, one thing that I do is, especially if it's a town I've never been to, I'll, if it's my hotel or I'll just go to a hotel and ask for one of those tourist maps and because uh, they all have them on their counter. And then I'll just take a pen and, you know, sometimes I'll do it on my computer, but sometimes I'll just sit there at a coffee shop and I'll draw everything out on this tourist map of where I want to go. And then maybe I'll go to my Google, my maps and map it all out. That way I have access to it on my phone. And usually after I've created the map, I never have to look at my map again, but occasionally I need to bring up my phone and look at my map to remember which way I was going to go. But yeah, even early on, I was pretty intentional about the route I was taking and, uh, you know, even the, maybe the, the math mind helps out sometimes because, you know, there's all these routes, you know, it's like, if I want to get through this church without walking forwards and backwards, you know, I've got to walk down this aisle, up this aisle, down, you know, it's like, I got to plan the route. It's like the, I forget the name of that bridge math problem where they have to like go through all the bridges. I should know. Cause I talk about it all the time in my class, but, but anyway, there's, there's an element too that I've, I'm always kind of working things out in my head, the route I've got to take and make sure that if I'm going to walk through this fish market and I want to see everything, I'm going to have to go over here. I'm going to have to turn around, walk through this way, you know. And so anyway, there's a lot of intentional steps taken in the video itself. And it's not just walking and pointing to camera. And, and so I think that's one element or all those elements together separate my channel from most of the others that I don't think they quite put that time into it. Yeah, I think I've seen a few channels similar to yours, but they don't really have that continuity element. So they're a bit more, I don't know, maybe they're able to produce more videos or something, but each video isn't as, I don't know, it's just not as nice to watch. It's a, kind of a different thing. I feel like maybe there's a different, they're just not making the same quality or types of videos, even though they are in a similar vein. Sure. Yeah. And so 
now that you're pretty established on YouTube, you're kind of looking to go to new horizons on this platform. Do you have any advice for somebody who is still trying to figure out the beginning stages of YouTube? So for you, it seems like you were making this video for, was it your dad, you said? Uh, my uncle. My uncle asked your me uncle. to walk. Yeah. And so that's actually kind of a common story. Somebody makes a YouTube video for a family member or a friend, kind of serves like a very, a small purpose, but ends up kind of exploding and getting big. Like, do you have any advice for kind of recreating that for somebody who is is looking to get into YouTube? Well, in terms of uh, advice for someone who is trying to get into it, you know, because I've watched a lot of videos on what to do. And ultimately, it always came down to me, like, quality content posted at regular intervals. And so regardless, I think if your channel has a topic, I think if you're posting quality videos and you're doing it regularly, you'll be fine. Like the views will come. You know, I've never seeked any kind of uh, promotion for my videos. You know, I just kind of try to let the quality speak for itself. And the regular intervals thing, I think is pretty important. And, you know, people ask, well, you know, I've, cause I've talked to some other people, you know, my channel's just not getting the views. And I look at it, I'm like, well, I'm, I think you probably could be putting more effort into it. You know, like, you know, that's any other walking tours have asked me for advice. I'm like, well, it's, it's wobbly. You know, I can't watch it more, more than a moment because it's too shaky and, you know, I, I can't watch it. And so if you just focus on quality and, and uh, regular intervals, I think they'll do fine. The only other element to it that I, I think would be important is um, that I wish I had started with was thinking of my channel as a brand and what elements do I want to incorporate that develop that brand. You know, and so that primal branding book, I thought was something I wish I would have read at the beginning, you know, kind of would have made me think about all the different business sides of it, the the things that are important, you know, and and I guess even as a teacher, though, when I develop lessons, I have to kind of think about those similar things. You can't just teach a lesson. You have to think about how to introduce it and what's going to make it interesting and how you get to keep their interest and how you get to go from one topic to another and Anyway, so maybe that has helped me with my videos planning and all that. But so for the new YouTuber, I think I think just focus on quality videos is probably all they need to do. Not think some people want to focus on just, you know, do I need to have one type of video on my channel? Probably not. I think you can have try different things. If they're good videos, they're good videos. I think as far as should somebody only have one type of video on their channel, I like your advice about probably not. But I will say, I think, especially in the early stages of YouTube, it's worth experimenting. Like, you don't have to pigeonhole yourself right off the bat. If you're kind of not sure about your identity yet, like how you want to present yourself online, make a bunch of videos. And you might find that one of these videos starts getting more traction. And then you can respond to that and start making more of those videos. And it kind of depends how you set things up. I'd say the more centered around your personality things are, the easier it is to do new things and still have people watch it. However, if you find something that is getting views and you're not featured in the video, I mean, your videos are a perfect example, then you can still hit that. It just, you might have to do something very similar to that style because you don't have this kind of foundation of personality. Like if a famous YouTuber like Markiplier decides to make a movie that has nothing to do with video games, video games being kind of the thing that made him popular, he can still sell movie tickets because he is Markiplier. But if you are kind of a faceless channel 
I think are a bit more tied to the type of video that you make because people, they don't really have you to tie it all together. It's just a type of video that they watch. Yeah, but that also gives you more freedom at that time to, like you said, experiment and try new things and just, you know, maybe, yeah, like once you have discovered that type of video or format that works for you, then just focus on that. But I think, I suppose it can be both, you know, have a, I don't know how far you can get on a, on a channel and just having different types of videos. But like you said, at the beginning, I think you can yeah. explore. And I exactly. think as long as you do have quality, it'll be okay. Yeah. I think too many people, especially in the early stages of YouTube, they're like trying to please an audience instead of themselves. Like you should just yeah. be making videos that you like, that you want to watch. And don't really worry about what your audience wants to watch. You know, as you grow, then maybe you can start kind of factoring that in. But I'd say bottom line, most of the time, if you like it, then somebody else is going to like it. And you don't really need to think too much more than that. You know, once you're like trying to monetize it heavily or trying to turn things into a business, things can get a little more complicated. But for the most part, just make what you want to make and don't worry too much about it. Yeah. Although I'm smiling now because uh, my thought is it's almost exactly opposite of what I do. Because when I'm filming, all I think about is what my audience, I mean, it's not exactly the opposite, but the idea is when I'm filming, I am thinking if someone were, were here, they'd probably want to look up and see that the top of that tower or the mount. And then they'd want to look over that fence and see what's down there, you know? And so I'm always thinking about what the viewer might want to see, but that's my specific type of video. My viewer is someone who's actually supposed to be experiencing the tour, but I'm always thinking about what will they want to see? And if they were here, you know, if, so I'm, make sure I don't turn the camera too fast because I'm thinking if I do, it's going to be disorienting for the viewer. And so, uh, but you know, I'm doing it for me. And at least I enjoy going to these towns and that's why I'm there and I enjoy being there. And so I'm doing it, you know, like you said, I'm doing it. It's something I enjoy and I want to do it. I want to see it. But when I actually am filming, I'm always thinking about the viewer and if that, if what I'm looking at from this direction is going to be good for the viewer. I think that is still that is the type of video you want to make. Like you're trying to make a cool, pleasant, fun, interesting tour video. And that involves being very mindful of the viewing experience. You know, I think when I say make a video that you want to make and don't think too much about your audience. You know, if you're like talking to a camera and you're trying to be funny or something, I think that is where people can get tripped up, where they're trying to please an audience versus trying to please themselves. Sometimes pleasing the audience is a part of making the best video that you can make. And I think your channel is kind of a perfect example of that, where you're very mindful of like, don't turn the camera too quickly. Like, oh, this tower is really interesting. I want to make sure people can see that. They're going to like that. You know, it's all, all of these things are, you have to feel it out for yourself and kind of figure out your own process for yourself. And that's the fun of YouTube, right? Is just kind of getting out there, getting your hands dirty and figuring out how you want to do things and what makes the best video? What does it take to make a video that you yourself are proud of? Even though I know you said you don't watch your own videos, but like in a way you do watch them because you edit them. Well, that's so the it's thing. Like, I've, I've watched go it already watch like so many again? times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you already did the walk uh, at least once or twice or three times. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why go back through and watch it? But you know what it is and you know that you're proud of it and that it's a good video. And I think that's the important thing. Yeah, and actually I'll, I'll just say this because I don't, I actually have to put on my videos as background noise. Sometimes when I'm like just doing my, when I was doing schoolwork, you know, I just have something on and I was like, you know, I put it on the background first. I was doing it to see, you know, how this might work for my viewers. I'm like, does it kind of translate well to background noise? And I was like, oh, 
Yeah, it does. But so not, you know, I haven't really sat down and watched a video from beginning to end, but I have put it on just as background noise. And, you know, that works for me. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to be putting these on when I work as well. That seems kind of perfect. I have three monitors. So I feel like just having one monitor with like a nice, beautiful image, the binaural sounds, that seems like it would be a, a good use of these videos for sure. The idea of kind of, you know, a lot of people have their TV mounted on their wall now. So it's almost, it's, for a lot of people, it's like their centerpiece. And, uh, you know, putting on one of these videos is almost kind of like, like moving art, you know, it's like a painting that just is always changing, you know, and so you can have this beautiful art right in your living room as you're, you know, whoever doing your laundry or something, you know, or just, just being there, even if you had a party going on, just something that's there, that's scenic, that's changing is, um, something new and i think people enjoy it totally well isaac we are about an hour in so this is the part where i tell you why don't you tell people where they can find you pitch your your patreon website merch your youtube channel whatever it is where can people find you what should people check out well like i said my focus is on the channel itself right now and so what i'd like is people just go to prowalktours.com which will direct them right to my youtube channel prowalktours and subscribe you know watch a video and share it you know the sharing part is really important and uh, that interaction so if they can just go to that channel and watch a video and and subscribe that's all i'm really looking for right now i do have youtube memberships and if you want to join you can uh, see some behind the scenes videos you can see some other videos that i don't post on my other viewers and then uh, i have some as a member of patreon you get access to some of my drone videos and drone photos that i take while i'm out that you don't see in the videos so but really just check out the channel and uh leave a comment and share it and i'll be happy there you go everybody check him out he is isaac his channel is pro walk tours definitely don't miss it it's cool it's relaxing it's interesting you really do get a feel for what these cities are like he puts a lot of detail into it and you will not be disappointed and whoever you are make sure to like follow subscribe so that you do not miss a single episode of the video creator show which is of course brought to you by vidshops.com thanks so much isaac i really enjoyed talking to you today likewise thank you 